I got to tell you, uh, several years ago, I learned two, uh, and I'm trying not to be exaggerative, but uh, it really is real. I learned two almost life-changing lessons, certainly two lessons that not only impacted my life, but certainly my outlook on ministry and the way I see things that have to do with church, but two awesome life-changing lessons in one hospital visit. All right. Now, I, w- I want you to put this situation in your mind, right? Here I go. I, I, I go in to go see a, a member of the church several years ago who was in the ICU, right? And you, you know what an IC room, ICU looks like. And guy in there, he has bandages and, and he, he's got tubes and he's got something covering his face, his hair, he's all that, right? He just looks awful. Now, right? You don't know which hospital that was. You don't even know the man or any of his conditions. Um, you don't uh, know what church it was, what city it was. You don't, you don't even know anything about me all that time ago. But I bet you know that I walked into that room and I saw him. I bet you know what's the first thing I asked him. How you doing? And if that wasn't the dumbest thing to ask somebody in an ICU bed with tubes coming out, stuff covering his face and everything, I don't know what was. And I think that time God taught me to ask better questions. Right? Ask better questions about life, not just, oh, what's in this for me? Right? There are better questions to ask about the world around us. There are better questions to ask about ministry. There are better questions that we can ask each other, too, to really be a part of life with one another. Ask better questions. The Hebrew word for question is something like shah-el-nah. Say that with me, really. Shah-el-nah, right? Feels like fancy, right? But, but all you really did is said the word question, right? Really? But something about that, in the middle of that word, the two letters, uh, we would say E and L, which is the word L, which is actually a word for God, right? And so it came to be, it came, the thought came to be that God is in the question. And so that when we learn to ask the right kinds of questions, we begin to see God more. Sisters and brothers, don't be like me and go see somebody in the ICU and see tubes running out of their body and to see them just kind of deflated and ask them, how are you doing? Learn to ask better questions with each other. Now, again, you don't know the man. You don't know his condition. You don't know anything about me. But you know you have this strange ability to know that I walked in and asked the dumbest question on the planet. How are you doing? And I bet you already know the answer that he gave me, too. Hey, how you doing? Fine. And I remember looking at him and said, you are lying to me. You're sitting in this ICU bed. You've got tubes coming out of you. You've got stuff covering your face. Your hair is messed up like nothing before. You are not fine. And I think, sisters and brothers, that is the biggest lie that we tell one another. The second thing God taught me in that, in that uh, hospital visit is that we know how to lie to each other as Christians. Oh, we get asked dumb questions and we just sort of get programmed to give the same answer. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm okay. When really, 
or anything but. Now, I don't know how we got to this point. I've only been here for the last couple of decades when it comes to church life. But somewhere we just got this uh, feeling that we needed to guard ourselves or maybe we needed to guard other people and that we had to lie to them and tell them that we are okay. When really we're not. I want to remind you about this passage in the book of Acts. Sometimes we read and think, oh, that's great, it's fine, but we never appreciate what it's trying to tell us, what it's trying to remind us, not just about what Peter and the other apostles were doing, but what you and I can still be doing today. People ask me all the time, matter of fact, just this morning, somebody asked me, do you believe that people can be healed? Do you believe that healing happens? So i got to ask... I think the best question I can, are people healed? Have you seen someone healed? Well, guess what that means? People can be healed. It's not that hard. Do you want to know if people can be healed? Ask somebody who's been healed and guess what they'll tell you. You guys are coming along nicely. Very good. I'm proud of you. All right. But sometimes we think, yeah, but... And I understand that because we, we, there's so many things we can't explain about our world. There's so many things that uh, we see in Scripture that we can't always replicate today. And so we've got to wonder sometimes. I totally get that. I understand that. Sister and brothers, and I don't want to stand up here and pretend to you I have all the answers. But what I do want to tell you is that we still know the one who does. We still know the one who has given us resurrection power. We still know the one that we come on Easter Sunday and the Sundays in between that. We still know the one who says, I have had power even over death. Death is supposed to be the ultimate sickness. And Jesus says, I have power even over that, which seems to suggest that anything under that, he has power over as well. Are you all with me? So here we see Peter, who is going, and he, he's going about his apostle business. He's teaching the word of God. He, he's starting churches. People are listening. People are coming to know what it means to have faith in Christ. But Luke tells us that in Joppa there was a disciple whose name was, was Tabitha. She was somebody that people loved. She was somebody that people knew. She did good works and acts of charity. When you do good works and acts of charity, people know you, people love you. People want to be around you. People want to know what it is that drives you to do the kinds of things that you do. People know you and they love you. At some point, Tabitha became ill, so ill that she died. This is awesome. Verse 37 reminds us that they, the people who were with Tabitha, they had hand washed her. They had laid her up in the upstairs room. What that means to us is that she was dead. Everything that you would do to a dead person, they had done. Anything that you would do to someone who has passed away to prepare them for their burial, they had done. They had done all that. But then they heard something. They heard that Peter was right down the road. 
They had done everything that they could, but they heard that Peter was right down the road. And they sent word to him. They sent word to him, please come to us without delay. And so Peter went, it says. And I hope that that, that story sounded oddly familiar to you. Because the way it plays out that she's up in this upper room and that Peter goes up there and that Peter tells her, Tabitha, get up. That sounds so much like a story we've heard from Jesus. Sounds so similar to the time that Jesus was with the little girl. His family called him, please come help us. She went, he, he went in with her and he says, little girl, get up. It's the same exact story. But now instead of Jesus Flexing his resurrection power. Now it's Peter flexing his. Y'all with me? We are a resurrection people. We are Easter people, aren't we? Of course we are. It says so right there. And so if we follow the one who has given resurrection power, who has resurrection power, what's one thing that we might be able to say about ourselves? We have resurrection power too. Except when we don't. Because sometimes, I think you know, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just kind of fall short and don't think about the power we have. Sometimes we're not even worried about the power we have in Jesus' name. We're just worried about the power we can get for ourselves. Worried about the things that we can do for ourselves more than we're worried about the things we can do for the one that we are supposed to serve. Not any of you guys, but other Christians I've heard. Right? But what I love about this is Luke reminds us that these people had done everything they could to prepare Tabitha for her funeral. To prepare to say goodbye to her. To prepare to, to thank God for her life. And that even though they had done everything, they realized there was one final thing they could do. Get Peter here now. How awesome would it be if everyone around this building, if everyone around any building that considered itself to be full of Christians could know That when all else has failed them, that people could know that when they've tried everything else, that people could know there's still one thing I know I haven't done. I haven't called those Easter people. Shame on me because I know that Easter people can do Easter stuff. If they want to. Peter could have said, you know what? I'm really busy right now. I'm doing my God stuff. I'm doing my Jesus work. Um, Love Tabitha. God be with you. I'm kind of busy right now. Church people would never say anything like that, would they? You're deciding if you want to lie in church. I know. I know. For whatever reason, Peter says, I can do it, and I will. Sister, I don't know if you realize this or not, but 
There are people who are sitting around the world who are in so much pain. People who have pain that you and I probably couldn't even imagine. Dealing with things that you and I would have never thought that human beings have to deal with. I want to remind you that there are people sitting around you right now who are dealing with so much pain. And God forgive us, because church has become a place where you don't really talk about that. Where are we supposed to go? If we can't come to church, and if we can't be Easter people together, and if I can't be honest with you and tell you what is really aching my heart, what are we even good for? Fundraisers? Music? Potluck? I'm just going to leave that alone. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that at all. (laughs) Our world is so hurt. So many of us are hurt in so many ways. And for some reason we've forgotten that God has given us the power to heal one another. Now, I don't always mean in some kind of supernatural, grand way. Do you understand the power, the healing there is when someone is willing to say, I'm with you? We call it the power of touch. Do you know that there are people who just wish they had someone to talk to, someone that would show just the little uh, bit of love to act like that they are worth time here on the planet and that if we were to sit down, that our, our ears could do healing ministry by listening to the hurt and to the pain of someone else? We can heal. And we may not have all the answers and be able to heal ourselves, but we know other people who do. We know where we can turn people so they can find help that they need for whatever they might be going through. Don't believe that death is the only kind of sickness that we have to deal with. Don't believe that people aren't addicted to drugs, to alcohol, to pornography, to gambling. Don't believe that things are not weighing people down. That aren't mentioned in the Bible. Don't believe that people don't need the healing touch that comes from God and Easter people just like you. Ask better questions of one another. Ask better questions about how we're dealing with life. Ask better questions about what we can do for you. And how we can be the presence of God for you. And then stop lying to each other. If you come in on a Sunday morning, woke up late, didn't get a whole lot of sleep, weren't feeling very well, didn't even really want to come, but she made you come. She always makes you come. And you had to get yourself dressed. The kids were running late. They're getting on your nerves. They're always making you late. If you're going down and they've got the the, uh, roadways blocked off, they're making you even later. Now you miss breakfast. You're mad. The radio didn't play your jam. You're getting upset. And now you get here. You didn't want to have to even wear a tie. 
You get here, you get off the car, and then the first thing that somebody asks you is, Brother, how you doing this morning? Don't lie to them and say, uh-huh. Be honest and say, you know what, I've had a bad morning. So that then maybe the other person can say, man, I'm with you. Let me tell you what she made me do too. I'm playing. But see, if we ask better questions and we become, begin, begin to begin, if we ask better questions and begin to be a little more honest with us, with each other, then we can really start helping each other heal. Those are two hard things to do. Very hard things to do. They take trust. They take patience. And those are two very hard things to have sometimes. But we are Easter people. And with the resurrection behind us, with the Holy Spirit to guide us, I think that you and I can be people whom God uses to heal others. That you can be that calming voice in a chaotic workplace. That you can be the co-worker who doesn't add to the gossip. That you can be the friend who won't try to give somebody else all the life advice they don't want to hear anymore. You can just be a good friend and be quiet. That you and I can learn how to be a better spouse by helping our spouse grow closer to God and find the healing that they need. Sisters and brothers... We are a healing people. Let's use our words. Let's use our actions. Let's use our prayers to be so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.